So last night I watched uh, the Joe Rogan episode with Jordan Peterson. I mean, how do you not watch something like that? It was uh, it was blowing up all over my feed, every feed that I have. Uh, in particular, this uh, one clip of him talking about the Bible. I haven't made it to that part of the episode yet. It's like three hours long, so it's taken me, you know, I'm listening to it in chunks. But uh, I saw the clip posted everywhere, and if you haven't seen or heard it, uh, basically he went to the Museum of the Bible, and he was talking about uh, how the Bible is truer than true, and I haven't gotten the full context of what he was saying yet about like culture and everything, but I think he's going in an interesting direction. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not saying he's he's a Christian yet or that he's saved yet, but... Uh, I'm excited to see where that line of thinking goes. So it got me thinking, uh, you have to listen and like read a, a lot of stuff, you know, stuff you wouldn't think you'd like and stuff you may think you'll disagree with. Uh, like how long have I been sleeping on Jordan Peterson? Like at least four years, probably more, I'd say. Um, I've heard his name. I may have heard him on a podcast or two here or there. Uh, my friend Scott Bruton told me to read his books a couple years ago, but I never got around to it. Um, obviously, I don't agree with Jordan Peterson on everything, but he's a very smart, interesting guy, and I'm kind of bummed that I waited so long to uh, you know, listen to something he had to say. Um, so I'm finding value in branching out and reading and listening to different kinds of people, uh, it's important not to be in a bubble. You know, we all say that, like we all know we shouldn't live in an echo chamber, but do we actually go out there and hear people out on things? You know, questionable. Um, for that exact reason, I, I started listening to Ben Shapiro a few months ago. I catch his show whenever I can. Not every episode, but... He uh, He's an unapologetic Republican, and that definitely doesn't describe me. Uh, in fact, I, f I found his take on uh, the Afghanistan situation pretty reprehensible. Uh, unless I'm hearing him wildly outside of a, a broader context, uh, he seems, like, bummed that we left Afghanistan. So, <laughs> needless to say, he's another guy I don't agree with. Um, on everything, but, uh, you know, Ben Shapiro is a smart cookie, and uh, he broadens my views on a lot of topics, and I found him especially helpful on COVID stuff, because he is a COVID vaccine uh, advocate, so when he talks about how silly and dangerous the vaccine mandates are, uh, it's coming from a much more meaningful place to me than, than someone who's just, you know, been against all this stuff from the beginning. Someone like him can present a, a more nuanced view of the situation, and there could be a really good, you know, nugget of truth in something like that. You know, Tom Woods, uh, one of the libertarian podcasters I listen to, is a Catholic, so whenever he approaches libertarianism or anarchism, from a more like theological point of view, he's coming from a, a different place theologically than I would. 
Uh, but not everything he says on the topic is wrong. You know, he still makes some good points. We have to get a little bit better at uh, swallowing the meat and spitting out the bone, you know. Oftentimes, if you read a, a really good reformed theologian uh, like um, Matthew Barrett uh, about the Trinity, they'll refer you to a book written by a Catholic. Apparently, they they really nail that topic. So if I stay in my little bubble, uh, and I am a man of many bubbles, um, I won't really know where my beliefs are weak, and that's a problem, but I also won't know where they're strong, because you kind of need to know both of those things in order to, to recognize it. So when I listen to Ben Shapiro or hear Democrats on Substack, um, I've been following a few, uh, they all make some good points here and there, but I can actually hear what the opposing side is saying, and it can actually reinforce what I believe. You know, um, I read a book called The Anarchist Handbook, um, which maybe some of you had because it was number one on Amazon for like three days. But uh, it's a compilation of anarchist essays that Michael Malice put together, and he has all different kinds of anarchists from throughout all of history in there. Not all of history, but the last couple hundred years. Um, and a lot of them were like anarcho-capitalists, which is where I would land. Uh, but some of them were anarcho-communists, which is a much different position than I would hold. Um, so I could be reading one of those one of those essays and thinking, okay, good point. Okay, good point. And then they would start talking about the means of production <laughs> and my capitalist views would be completely reinforced because you know what they what they were talking about was just not economically feasible or or sustainable you know so i can kind of be you know reinforced in in some things challenged in others and and maybe wrong about some stuff and this is actually um that kind of reading is why i became a credo baptist you know i i used to be a pedo baptist i was a pedo baptist for about two years uh, but talking to my friend Chris uh, and reading some of the books he turned me on to and watching some of the videos he turned me on to, it just reinforced like a covenantal framework of scripture that I already held to. But it challenged my views of baptism, you know, so I heard that side out and I was ultimately convinced by it. Um, but that never would have happened if I didn't have an open mind. The, the purpose of an open mind is the same as an open trap, and that's to close on something. I want to say G.K. Chesterton said that, but I reserve the right to be wrong. Uh, so in that same spirit, I don't want to say definitively that you should go read everything and be carried away by any wind that carries you. Um, you know, there, there should be some kind of end to those means. Um, for instance, uh, I've been a convinced Calvinist for almost a decade, and for almost a decade I have been nowhere near being talked out of being a Calvinist, uh, but I still read opposing views all the time. You know, I watch debates between Calvinists and non-Calvinists, uh, but ultimately my mind is made up and has closed around Calvinism, you know. Like I said, I'm a man of many bubbles. I have my uh, reformed theology bubble. I have my anarcho-capitalist bubble. I have the post-millennialist bubble. And I used to be none of those things. I think that's worth noting. I once was none of those things that I so 
strongly hold to now. Uh, but by having an open mind and approaching things I disagreed with, I became all of those things. And I'm probably wrong about some things. You're definitely wrong about some stuff. But we <laughs> we can all learn stuff from each other. And uh, maybe what you'll learn is that you're right. Still serves a purpose if it's just reinforcing what you already believe. But you'll never know if you don't get out there and read and listen to some other stuff. Some opposing views. I don't know. Maybe nothing I've said for the last uh, nine minutes has made any sense, but uh, either way, I appreciate you guys listening and allowing me to say it. Um, you can support the show for $4 a month by going over to patreon.com slash Nick Stewart, and I hope you'll join me next time. Goodbye for now. Goodbye for now.